Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello, 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 everyone. Welcome to the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life, an inspiring, empowering series where some of the world's cutting-edge mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders are coming together so that they can share with you their wisdom, their tools, to support you to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, limiting beliefs, plus heal your pain, illness, and trauma. So as you probably know, I am your host, Tanya Penny, self-love catalyst, vibrant body, and abundant life coach. And I'm here because I'm devoted to helping you heal your pain, illness, and trauma so that you can enjoy a healthy body, peaceful mind, balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. So I have a real treat for you today. I am excited to share with you the wisdom of Jennifer Huff. We are going to be diving into connecting with the divine you today so that you can fully heal and receive 100% abundance in all areas of your life. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about Jennifer before we get started. And gosh, before I even get into her bio, I just want to say that I met Jennifer back in, whoa, 2013 on a retreat, a women's business retreat in Bali. And it was so crazy because here I am laying at the pool at this beautiful Bali retreat and all of a sudden Jennifer Huff walks in and she's walking across, you know, the pool area and I thought, I have got to talk to that woman. And during that retreat, um, I pretty much fell in love with Jennifer, Um, just loved her wisdom, her message, and ended up signing up for one of her programs um, called Flight School. So I have personally worked with Jennifer and am just really excited to introduce you and share you with her today. So Jennifer Huff is a best-selling author, seer, and lover of life. She made a traumatic transition in her 30s from working for a multinational corporation doing forecasts to seeing life, people, and the world as an energy holograph. She now travels the world acting as a conduit for those who seek the ability to fully live out their purpose with clarity and confidence. Why? Because it became clear that we are ready as human beings to be free, expand our compassion, and fully enjoy our lives. Instead of living out of fear and control, amen, she engages metaphysical tools that bypass the need to constantly analyze by going direct with consciousness. Jennifer's work is for those that know it's time to be the change, be fulfilled, and find that something more that is waiting for us. 
So, welcome, Jennifer. So excited to be here, Tanya. It was blessing to be in flight school together. I mean, just so so fun, so fun to you know continue the expansion forward. Just just great. So yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. I'm I'm so excited. Um, it's it's funny, you guys. Jennifer, I was actually thinking of asking Jennifer to, to join me um, for an interview. And she ended up, uh, before I could contact her, she reached out to me. And um, I just love the way the universe works. <laughs> yeah, so perfect. So perfect. Absolutely. So thank you so much for being here today. I know that you have a, a busy life, a busy schedule, got lots going on this year. And Gosh, what a what an amazing time to be on the planet. I mean, seriously, 2017 is, you know, it's already rocking my world, um, as I'm sure it's rocking yours, but I wonder what the end of the year is going to look like. <laughs> yeah, I can tell you right now, this year is the year of, uh, Tanya, I'm sure you're feeling it. I'm sure everyone that's listening is feeling it, too. It's the year of not analyzing. Like literally, we don't have time to analyze so much. So many of the old patterns are coming up to leave that if we use the old school methods of trying to analyze them all, our, our smoke would start coming out our ears. So it really, <laughs> right? It's like too, like everything is burning off. We're starting to realize through political catalysts and economic catalysts and world catalysts and just all these catalysts, these contrasting catalysts that we can't, you know, it's it's not time to engage all the drama in our life. It's really time to let it all come up to leave. It just can seem really, really overwhelming if we don't have the tools to be able to allow it to burn off without our mental involvement, right? Like so Absolutely. Much. The tools and the wisdom that we don't even need, like, it's not like we have to take each thing and figure it out. Like <laughs> sometimes we can just say, hello, hello again, goodbye. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Thank you for sharing. Bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> but, but have you noticed that too, the, the, just how much is coming up and it's almost like you can't keep up with everything that's happening? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes, it's fast. It, it, it all hits you so fast that you can't even – you can't even worry about getting caught up in the figuring it out because there's another nope. thing that then shows up. <laughs> yep. So, my dear, we were talking about, we started to have a pretty juicy conversation before um, we started to record the interview, and I really want to pull that in today and share, because I think it was so important what we were talking about. And because mm -hmm. we were talking about the topic connecting with the divine you, and then you were talking about, oh, my God, we just realized, you know, in our personal life that we were actually getting caught up in not having enough space to fully connect with ourselves and kind of get entangled with other people, right, the, the, our sweeties and the people we live with. And God, God knows who else, right? <laughs> well, so, yeah. Well, yeah. Okay, so here I'm in L.A. today. Um, the reason I'm in L.A., and I, I normally wouldn't, I would have been home already, but Adam and I, my sweetie and I, just got married, and um, we're spending every living moment together. But what was happening before, as you know, Tanya, 
is that Adam's American, I'm Canadian. So we had lots of deliberate time in between seeing each other. We we had like two months of not seeing each other, and then we would be together for three months or four months. And I'm telling you, um, that honoring of each other's space and each other's uh, journeys, I remember there's a quote um, that goes something like, it, it, it's an extrapolation of a Rumi quote. It goes something like, the greatest gift you can give someone else is the gift of their the freedom to go on their journey. And um, uh, the problem is the problem is we don't give it to ourselves, Tanya. It's like we have to give ourselves uh, that gift, right? Yes. Amen for saying that. Because... How can you? How can we expect to know ourselves and even live our life, take our path, our journey when we are, like we talked about before, when we're trying to either control others, fix others, um, make ourselves morph ourselves into somebody they may like even more, even though when they met us they liked us as we were. Um, you know all those crazy things that we do when we end up getting into a relationship and you know whether you're in a relationship or not and you're listening to this whether you're with a sweetie whether it's your friends whether it's your family right i mean yep. it's, it, it doesn't matter i guess what relationship it is so obviously the person you live with it, it might be even a little more challenging because you live with them yeah it is it well what happens is you love them and you if we observe them well for me i can say that this for me my what what happens to me um if i let my ego take over if i let my fears take over is i witnessed because i one of the deepest hurts i ever had was you know i was in a marriage for a very long time it was actually i'm going to say like a six and a half out of ten happiness at the end so it was actually over 50 percent like happy but the thing was my heart knew that something else was available right and I started having mm. dreams for a whole year, Tanya, a whole year, that that there were dreams from childhood of the kind of love that was available. And I was like, my heart was just bursting. And I thought that I was supposed to morph that relationship. But as a result, I actually met someone while I was in my marriage that actually had me to stay in integrity with myself. I had to leave my marriage. And um, it's funny because knowing that that love is available and feeling it, it can be an addictive thing, can't it? Oh, like yes, start, sister. <laughs> right. Especially when you didn't grow up. Especially when you didn't grow up. Like right. a lot of us didn't grow up with that kind of love. Not only did we not receive it, we didn't see our parents have it. Right. So now you get a little taste of it. And to keep it humorous and light, if anyone's ever played golf, it's like that. You know, you have one good <laughs> shot. And then you swear to God you should be able to do that shot again. And you play a whole 18 holes of crappy, but you're just going to keep playing until you have two of those shots in a row. Meanwhile, maybe golf is not for you. <laughs> maybe that's not your sport. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But anyways, the the thing that happened to me is I ended up in this relationship where I I thought love would just cure everything. Like if you love someone, it's just going to cure everything. And you're just going to find the words and find the communication. It's just going to cut through all the BS. But it doesn't. It really doesn't. And what happens is love brings up everything in you that isn't 
facilitating love. So everything that's going to be in the way of you receiving love is going to come up as you're receiving the love because as it deepens, it's like everything that love is the driving force in the universe. It's what makes up everything. So as you fill yourself up with the truth of what the universe is made of, anything that isn't that is going to be right in front of your face, any patterns you have or whatever the case may be. And so what happened to me is like I was this little fairy thinking that, well, love will just conquer it all. It will all just work out. Not realizing that this other person had this whole other deal going on. And the shock that I had when this relationship ended actually took me a whole, I was in so much pain. Like it's the only time in my life where I've actually really considered the idea of just not being on the planet anymore, right? I just don't want to be here um, anymore. And yeah. um, and it was really, really hard. So the thought of not wanting to be here anymore, and Tanya, I know you've probably thought that too, knowing your background, right? Oh, my God, I've never thought that, Jennifer. Just kidding. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, okay. Anyways, guys. So, yeah, so what... What happened to me was that was that it was shocking to me that I could even have that thought, and it was all over love. And so what happened to me with Adam was I was freaking out every time I perceived that he would do the same thing as that guy that was this heartfelt, you know, person that was my long-lost love. And every time that Adam looked like he was... I. I felt like I had PTSD. I felt like I had been to war, and if that happens, then, like, I've got to change myself. I've got to make sure he's not afraid. I've got to worry about him. I've got to, you know, that's what happened. I've got to fix him. I can't rock the boat. I've got to, all those things, right? All those things that make him, you know, let's make him happier. Let's make him more successful. Let's fill in the blank, right? You got it. Yep. Absolutely. And then at some point, so here I am in L.A. I was supposed to go home on Sunday, and I realized in the two months of our marriage, I realized one of the things that we, you know, I just realized on a deeper level, I'm like, oh, yeah, we always took time. And do you know we had this most, most incredible, most amazing, I'm like falling in love with him even more deeply from being away with from him. And I, he would probably say the exact same thing. So this idea of honoring the piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth that each of us is, it's really the only thing that matters. Because if you don't do that, the other person is not in love with you. They're in love with someone that you change yourself to be um, because you're trying to morph yourself to make the other person happy. When in reality, the magnetics that got you together in the first place is because you're you. It's not because you're different. So, oh, honey, I just love that you said that. And I want to add the other end of the coin, right? They, you think, they think yeah. we, we morph so that they get, we get more love from them. But on the flip side, when we try to fix and control and whatever, then it actually pushes them away and creates resentment and anger and actually the actual thing we don't want, which is abandonment. Well, the thing we yeah, fear, and it, the thing we fear, right? That's, I mean, yes. that, we know, that, and, you know, intellectually we know, and people are listening, and they're like, oh, yes, of course. Each person has to continue to be their authentic individual self in any relationship. 
But (laughs) because most of us have a lot of trauma and conditioning that says otherwise, right, we have issues with safety, and so we don't want to allow that space. We don't trust Mm -hmm. the space. No, we don't trust. Well, here's another thing, a pragmatic thing, too, Tanya, and I'm sure, sure, again, you'll totally concur with this, with all the work that you've done on yourself. Um, Okay, so... We we get to this place where it's like, oh, my God, I, I'm such an idiot. You know, I, I actually teach this stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, you know. Yeah. But, but, but here I am. Okay, good. But then what shows up after that is this powerful feeling like, wait a second, now I need tools. Because if I'm really going to honor myself, and they've got their stuff and I've got my stuff, I have to be able to have a form of communication with that person over there. Like I really do. I have to have a form of communication with that person over there. And I have to have tools to be able to communicate. If I myself, they've got their own baggage and their own stuff. So well, and isn't then, and isn't that the truth? That's why we're even connect, That's why we were even brought together, right? Because we have this beautiful, messy set of baggage that goes together, max, uh, matching baggage. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, totally. We, it's magnetic. So, like, it's one of the most crucial points in my life was realizing, and this is probably like ten, nine, ten years ago when I started to see the world holographically and people holographically, and then you see two people together, Tanya, you realize when you look at them, the way you relate about a house or cleaning or what you eat or um, having fun or whatever it is, the way you relate about those things are actually magnetic highways that go between the two of you. And so even the reason why you attracted partially is because – there are some unreconciled things that this person would allow, would have enough love in their heart to be able to take you on a journey that would transmute if you would if you would stay in the context of love if you would let love win that these old patterns that have you out of sync with the flow of the expansive universe these old patterns would actually this person loves you so much that you have the space and they have the vibration to actually assist you to burn off those things that are in the way of your flight. So oh. but what we, do, what we do is we try to morph the other person so we feel safe when the gift of them is for them to not make you feel safe. And actually, <laughs> right? That's the gift. Yes. So, I, I know, and I know everyone listening is like, what? I thought, you know, like we want to feel, I mean, I, when I grew up, right, as a, as a teenager, young adult, um, up until a couple of years ago, my whole world was built around safety. Like, who can I bring into my world? What can I create around me so that I can feel safe? I thought everything was about feeling safe, and that is the joke, right? Like you just said, we're not here to feel safe. We're here to flourish, evolve, whatever word you want to use. Yes, absolutely. We're here to, we're here to, listen, the entire universe thought we were a good idea. And in a time of great change, you know, here we are building bridges so humanity can find its way to harmony. 
even with the catalysts that we see these days that are maybe harsh to the ears or our spirit or to our eyes or to our senses, it doesn't really matter. It's it's all heading. Are you talking about are you talking about Donald Trump hairdo? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> yes. Just I don't. Kidding. I don't know why that just popped in. I'm like, oh man, if he would just get a different, if he would just get a different toupee. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would absolutely fix everything for sure. But it's not just that. It's it's world events, right? It's like everything we yes. can see on YouTube and everything we can see on Netflix is like, oh my god. So all of these amazing catalyzing events kind of bring to view what's important to us and we don't understand that those your sweetie pie or your or your sweetie pie or your daughter or your father or them being exactly who they are relentlessly leaves you free to actually choose and to look at yourself and you actually don't need them to change to be happy. And in fact, many of them chose long before you got here as part of the contract of you being here to be the one to have the hardest job called shaking the tree so much that you'll finally allow yourself to be free to love your life and yourself and settle for nothing less than you deserve. It's a huge act of love. Absolutely. And so a lot of people listening, I think, do have heard this before and and would agree that, you know, soul contracts, whatever you call them, that, you know, if somebody's pushing your button and triggering you in your life, I don't care if it's your mother, your daughter, your sweetie, um, a co-worker, that you, you, you guys actually made an agreement that they would be that noble adversary, or sometimes I jokingly say noble asshole or, or you know, <laughs> whatever, yeah. so, that, so that you could release that crap and finally be free. And the great thing is, what happens to them? What happens to them is they're also free to, to now choose to be that or not. That's the cool thing. You also set them free. So, like, yes. Now, Tanya, here's where I go with this conversation, though. There's a really big chance that in people listening to a conversation like this, that they think the purpose of life is to transcend your crap, which for me is just like totally the booby prize. The the purpose of life is to enjoy your life. It's to have an amazing yes. time. It's to love like you've never, like, like to dance like nobody's watching. But you don't have to wait for all this stuff to be transmuted. Um, you, you, you actually can have a great life and still have, like, I think some people haven't even considered that. Having a great life anyhow, instead of trying to fix oneself to finally get to their great life. Do you know what I mean? I do. There's nothing, uh, absolutely. There one of the biggest things, you know, I learned with you and, and some of the other coaches and teachers, healers I've worked with is I had to change that belief, right? I had to let that go that I wasn't good enough as I was, that I had to fix myself. I had to be better, right? And until I did that, I couldn't have fun, be happy, have a business and coach other people, fill in the blank, right? Um, yeah. All of it. And it, it's, it's like, yeah, okay, you're going to, you can allow yourself to have all that stuff, right, all the goodies, while the other yeah. stuff is still coming up and being, you know, 
let go of or whatever released or looked at or loved. <laughs> all of our yeah. all of our stuff, right? All of it. We can have it all in, right now. Absolutely. And in fact, what I've seen in the energies and what I was getting to about those um those energetic highways between two people, um, those energetic highways as you disrupt the old patterns and you're willing to settle for nothing less than, you know, truly finding your own freedom and being in love with your, your own self and your own life, what happens is one side of the equation of those energetic highways, there's no one on the other side of the bridge. So what happens is there's nothing for it to tie to and then it dissolves. So the ways we relate to another person start to dissolve and when you re-meet that person, you don't know, it's like very unfamiliar. You have to invent a new way to relate to them. That's a sure sign that you're shifting, right? That's that's like a a big, big sign that you're freeing yourself. When the energetic highways or the autopilot ways between two people yeah. start to dissolve and you start to feel this, oh, my God, this feels really unfamiliar, now you have a blank slate on which to create it the way you do want. And the way those energetic highways dissolve the fastest is very related to what you just said. The fastest way to dissolve those lower frequency energetic highways, those patterns of behavior, is to actually make the purpose of your life not pursuing fixing all of them, but actually activating um through your actions, by living your life and doing this. The universe responds to action. It actually doesn't respond very well to intention and thoughts. It responds to us actually having the great life. It's like I see all the time on your Facebook page how you're hiking and being out in nature and doing all the things that you love, just like I love those things too. You know me, I love swimming with dolphins and all that kind of stuff. When we go out and do those things, when we actually don't wait for all of our so-called foibles or humanness to be transmuted, (laughs) when we actually go and do the things that cause love to burst through our hearts, what it does is that love is so gracious that it will transmute the lower frequency, you know, dense dense ways of being um, without us needing to even get so involved in it. And that's, that's one of the switches that humanity is just starting to realize that it can make, that we don't have to analyze the living daylights out of the past, that we can actually we can actually get a little help from from that energy of loving our life, right? Absolutely. And there's something that's really standing out, and I know we, we brought it up before, but I want to bring it up again because it has to do with this whether it's analyzing it in our own mind or talking the shit out of it with the other person, yeah, right? Like, totally. Like beating yep. the dead horse. You know, mm-hmm. two things that I have found useful, and then I want you to share some of your tips and tools with the listeners, but this just like popped in. Me and my sweetie have been going through our own personal shifts again, and therefore our relationship is shifting. And that mm-hmm. can feel very uncomfortable, right? Lately that can feel pretty uncomfortable. But like you said, it's not like we sit in that all day, you know, we may have our little discussion or not. And then, you know, yesterday we went out on a, a, a hike all day and we honestly really didn't talk much. We, we, were there, we were there communing in nature 
in allowing the space and the nature to help us to release it without actually having to do any quote-unquote work. And it was fun, right, because we're out hiking, we're out in nature, we're out exploring. So I don't know why. I just felt like I was called to share that um, because I feel like it really ties into that living your life thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, totally get it. Totally get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. for you, so, and I know you're in, you're in L.A. right now, you said, so you're giving yourself, you decided to stay because you're giving yourself some space. Is that right? Yeah, I decided to stay, which is like if I was, you know, there's a few, there's a few things that I do and I do them every day, Tanya, and those things actually allow the abundance of love to exist between, you know, there's a third entity between any two people. So it could be you and your child, it could be you and your parents, it could be you and your whatever it is, your sweetie. So the, you know, Adam and I even call it the third entity. And that third entity I like is that. The two, yeah, the third entity is really the two of us together. That entity has a life of its own but it requires some ingredients. And if you could kind of like visualize that, like actually visualize that when two people come together, there's another entity of like a ball of love created, right? But Hmm. what it it requires is that the first entity, say it was me, the first entity needs to be romancing their own life. And the second entity needs to be honoring their own life. But when the two come together, it's not like, you know, two times two equals four. It's more like <laughs> two times two equals a million. Yeah. Right? Amplified. And Absolutely right. amplified. Right. And so what's possible when we do that, I can tell you right now the, the, mirac- the miracles that have happened since I decided to stay in L.A. are ridiculous. I've caught up with friends that I thought I'd never see again. I have gone for hikes that have been astounding. I, here's a, I'll give you, like, uh, I, you know me, I'm not a real material person, uh, which is probably why this happened for me, because I'm not really attached. But one of my, the girlfriend where I'm staying, who I love and adore, um, we decided that she would be our, um, I wanted to start writing and Adam wanted to start writing and Jeannie wanted to start teaching courses. And in order to do that, we needed a general manager. And we're sitting here talking and, you know, we started talking about her being the general manager. I mean, that was just crazy. And then... I have a feeling I know who you are talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And then the next thing... Right. And so the next thing that happened, which was crazy is that she took me over to her girlfriend's house. Who was, she cleans out her closet once a year, and um, two pairs of shoes fit me. One of them were Jimmy Choo's, and the other one were Manolo Blahniks. Now, I would I barely know what those are. So, but, um, <laughs> me too. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm like, I know that it's cool. It's nice shoes. <laughs> so, so, I'm like... <laughs> So so what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is that you gave yourself the space and time to not run back home to your sweetie, who, of course, you love and you want to be with, but you gave yourself the space and time to really connect with you, to do the things that you love, and in 
response to that, the universe delivered or you opened up to receiving even the or better. Yeah, it's a total validation. But the things that I do on a daily basis are a mini version of that, Tanya. It's so simple. Everyone can do it. Like everyone can do it. In fact, I I think it's even part of the gift. I, I'm sure that we're the like these are just a couple of things that I do, but I swear by this, Tanya. Seriously. So you know how you have chapters in your day, like you eat, and then you maybe go and do a podcast, like we're doing right now, and then maybe there's a preparation for the con- podcast, and then maybe there's a you know there's like chapters, right? Like there's I'm going to yeah. catch up with some people and do my calls and maybe you have a couple of, couple of coaching clients and stuff. So between every single one of those clients or every single one of those chapters of my day, I take the time, whether it's two minutes or an hour, I take the time, in my case, my reconnection is going outside and I would it could be going for a simple walk. It could be, I love walking my neighbor's dog. He's so cute. Um, um, it could be many times what I do in the summertime in Canada, I lie spread eagle on the grass and just let the sun shine on my face. You know, it's like it could be just that simple. So mm. it's like, um, it's a pattern interrupt to honor your body and honor your, just imagine if that's all we did to, to say to the universe through our actions, my life and my body and my well-being is so important that I'm going to do that before I do my next thing. Even if it means texting the person and saying, I'm going to be five minutes late. What if, see, that's true integrity. That's integrity to the piece of the puzzle of heaven on earth that you are. That that trumps, there I'm using the word, that trumps all other forms of integrity. Well, that because is from from my from my language. That is self love. I mean, that is yeah, that is love of self, love of the universe. Um, that is gratitude yeah. for everything. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. mm-hmm. it's all of that in a bag of chips. Yep. So the second thing that I do, if I'm really smart, <laughs> and if I'm really on my game, which is a lot of the time, um, what I do, Tanya, which I. I think this is the sugar sprinkles on top that uh, the day that I remembered this, like remembered that human beings could do this, and I saw it happening in someone else. I saw it energetically happening in someone who I love and adore, and I'm like, what is that person doing? And I realized what they were doing is something that I had been doing as well. i just never seen anyone else do it. And that's future projecting what it is that is the trajectory we would like any area of our life to go on, actually creating it in our mind like a movie, but not like an attachment, more like a possible outcome. Because the Mm. or better of consciousness is 80%. It could, you know, 20% of it is your vision. 80% of it is, you know, consciousness knows all the variables. We don't. So, your imagination is limited to your left brain. So here you are imagining a future. So you can't take your future seriously. You never get attached. So what happens is... <laughs> in, uh, yeah, I think that's really good to, to to put that as a little side note, Jennifer, like uh-huh. you just said, because what happens with the law of attraction is that people realize that 
kind of what you're talking about, seeing a movie, visualize, but then they get attached to the outcome and also the speed in which it arrives. Uh-huh. And so when you, <laughs> when, you just, when you just view the movie, knowing that all you want to do is change your frequency about your future, that's all you want to do. You just want to imagine a future like you're a director or a writer of a movie having fun with writing movies that could have a thousand outcomes. But you're looking and not, for the one and not a horror film, not a horror film. Right. I'm looking for the ones that have the best, yeah, the best, most expansive, most high frequency, like yummy, yummy outcomes. If I yeah. do that twice a day, I can guarantee you I will have miracle. I'll have at least five miracles, like five what other people would call miracles. Like just, I actually don't call them miracles anymore. I call them normals, right? So when you take the time, and it's a training because we get so caught up in our day and we watch our fears take over and you just, it's like I even, when I first started doing it, this is 10 years ago, I put a timer on my clock and I said, Jennifer, you're just going to do it. Do it anyways. I don't care if you've got important things to do. You're not that important. What about your, you know, what about what you're expanding into? <laughs> Lo and behold, Tanya. Like it was, it was, it was powerful and it's helpable. It and, is. um, I let it go for a while um, because of all the stuff that well, was well, going I, I really want to thank you for that reminder because, like you, Jennifer, I can teach things um, day every day, and then I sometimes too, believe it or not, fall off the wagon with some of the tools that I know really can support my happiness, my growth. And this is—you just brought up one of them—that that envisioning, which is. I have fallen off the wagon with that, so I'm really glad that you brought that one up. Yeah, and what what it does, you know what it does because you've done it before, but when you're consistent with it, like so what I do yeah. when I take that time off, at least two of the times where I take a break, um, I future project and then I allow myself enough time to feel the feelings associated with that future because it doesn't really matter what the future looks like. It matters more generating the feelings. And your body yeah. starts to get more aligned and heading those kinds of directions. And then, see, this is the kicker. This is the kicker, girlfriend. When you're in those situations where your struggle or conflict or you know your your old habits are going to kick in and you're going to react the same way you always react, that you know it doesn't work, mm-hmm. because you future projected an outcome, all of a sudden what happens is it gets interrupted because – You've already activated a future that you know that future win if you engage that behavior and you have a choice point. If you don't do the future projection, you don't have that that alternative reality available to you. Do you know what I mean? And so it's I, I do. It's health. like yeah, the seed. The seed has to be. It's helpful if the seed yes. is planted. Yes, it makes it so much easier to go and breathe and not react or to make a different choice. It's just so powerful. I just think it's so powerful. Hmm. I love that one. Yeah, me too. I love that one too. I, I love, love doing one. it. And it sounded like you had three. Do you have one more for us? I do. So there's, <laughs> there's one more thing, and it's to ask uh, – it's to ask yourself to ask yourself 
am I am I letting love win? Another way of uh, so it, it, this is a very pragmatic tool. You know I love sticky notes. I think they're brilliant. Some people just roll their eyes and they think, oh, that's just stupid. I'll just think it. You won't. I'm telling you, when you wake up and you go into the bathroom and you see a sticky note on the wall that says, are you letting love win? Or are you in your heart right now? Right? So yeah. it, it is a, it is life-changing because you're doing a pattern interrupt. Instead of getting up out of bed, having the same thoughts you always have, and just letting those chemicals run your body and therefore run your behavior, all of a sudden you're doing a pattern interrupt because when you're brushing your teeth, you're actually asking yourself a question. So my third tip is to actually put sticky notes, like at least 10 of them, I say 20, as many places as you can that ask either the question, are you in your heart right now? Like are you in a space of love right now? Love, Or, or you could, if that's too mushy, you could say gratitude, right? Yeah. Are you in a state yeah. of grace? Whatever works for you. Pick a word that works for you. Or um, I, I, my personal favorite is to put sticky notes up that say, what would love do right now? What would love do right now? I love that. Hmm. So um, I love that yeah. one too. And another, another one I like, if, if the word love, maybe you want to switch it up a little bit. Um, I like the word joy lately too. What would, what would, yeah, you know what would bring me what would bring me the most joy um, and happiness right now? Or yeah, there's I mean there's lots of different questions we can ask, but it, anything that has love in it, joy, peace is another good word for a lot of people. Yeah, um, yeah, that are listening. And I love sticky notes too, Jennifer, like you do. And if there are people listening, I have some clients that yeah they don't like sticky notes. I tell them okay, take a dry erase marker and write it on your on your mirrors, right? Um, that's totally. another thing you can do if, if you don't want sticky notes. Or if you want to be a real overachiever, you can use both. <laughs> uh, yep, totally. That that would be yeah. But but the the result, I mean, it's such it seems like such an innocuous silly thing, but it's actually life changing. Like these, oh, it is. It works. You you change them up every month. It's like the problem is the world is not wired for this. Tanya, the world oh, is not yeah. wired for expanding forward in flight. The world is wired to cut down all the tall poppies. It's wired oh, to be like to, to be like everybody else, right? To be like everybody right. else, to not to not go outside the box. Um, the right. you don't deserve. Who do you think you are? Um, you got to be like your family, like whatever, right? That's you're supposed to be, you know. Stay small. <laughs> it this way. Those people asked for us to be who we are. They're testing us because they're trying to see how strong our muscle is because those very people are looking to expand into their love. They're looking to expand into their willingness to be themselves. They're asking for that, and they all they need all they need is one person as an example. And if you're in their life, then they're asking for you to do this. And the cool thing is they're one of those people that the divine child of God may be carefully disguised as a dickhead who's testing you. <laughs> you're a noble asshole. <laughs> right, right. Maybe testing you. To, but are you really going to acquiesce? Do you really think you can go backwards? I really no. think as we expand into it, we can't go backwards. It's just, it's just, it's really, I think, 
it's we are we have free will, but I truly believe that it's 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 so. I mean, you really have to be trying. Well, and even if it looks like backwards, it's not. I like the whole spiral um, yeah. metaphor, right? So sometimes yeah. it may look like yep. you're going backwards, but you're actually just, you know, going deeper so you can shoot forward faster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's 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 all good, but. You know, remember that those, think of those people, see, the people in your lives are either the one or the catalyzing one. If you thought of everyone yeah. that way, you'd be, great, you'd be grateful for both. And that way you yes, would you still would. be relentlessly on your journey. It's just a great way to frame the relationships in your life such that you remain unstoppably, you know, flying forward. And, and the beauty of it, too, is it, you're, we're doing this for our, our, ourselves and our own lives, but by doing that, it automatically, like you said, touches everybody that we come into contact with, even the cashier, you know, at the Safeway where I go grocery shopping. So, um, <laughs> yeah, all of it. Yeah. and Right? And well, we're all connected. Yeah. I just saw something that I need to say because I'm I'm like, I'm talking to you, and I think this is you're a catalyst for what I'm about to say, but it obviously it's going to apply to everyone. When you meet someone who you perceive as your sweetie pie, they don't just fall in love with you. They don't just feel, it's not even that they fall in love. The love is already there. Love is what everything is made of. It's just that a lot of love is available between certain people based on their magnetics. So we feel a lot, a certain kind of love between two people. But they're not just mm. in love with that because in reality, there is no time and space. So just think, just breathe for a second and get this. This is so powerful. Actually, I don't even think I've ever said it before. So just breathe and get this one. Since there is no time and space and you exist not in a vacuum like right now, the entire future trajectory, and this is based on what I see holographically too, the entire future trajectory of your life is actually met by the entire future trajectory of their life. And mm. they actually feel, the, the love that they feel isn't just right now. It's actually the two trajectories coming together, the two future movies, based, but it's entirely based on you continuing to be yourself. And it's entirely based on him continuing to be himself. Isn't that fascinating? Mm, I love that. Like I just that, had like close. I closed my eyes when you were saying that, and I just had this like vision. <laughs> so cool. Yeah, it's like if you actually morph yourself and don't be yourself, that dance, that that. So remember, I was talking about the third entity. The third entity is where those movies cross, right? Where the love is. And if you actually don't go on the trajectory of the piece of the puzzle of heaven and earth that you are, that's who the person met. That's why they're, that's why they're magnetic. They're attracted to you. So that's why it kind of falls off of yourself. Hmm. Oh, Jennifer, you went out. Are you there? I said that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's why your movie is meeting their movie and where the two cross right, is where the love is, it's where the expansiveness is, where you meet the universe. So if if you, if either of you becomes something for the other, you've just, the place where your two movies cross can't be felt so easily. 
Right. So if you so, stop, yes. So so if you stop being who you are, yeah. Which many yeah. like as we you know to 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 bring it back to what we first started with is that you know when yeah. we get in a relationship, a lot of times we try to morph ourselves or try to morph other people, control them, change them. Yeah. It totally messes up the third entity, the trajectory, because that's where that's where we we meet. That's why we met. And that will often end. I, you know, I think oftentimes too, relationships do end because people stop being who they are, and the trajectory is gone. That is exactly what happens. And then what we do is we start pointing fingers at the other person. When really, if you were in love, if you felt the love—I don't like saying being in love—if you felt the love between you before, it is always there. It's just when we shift so much from our original being of ourselves. Um, it just, it's so hard to recuperate when we get into a pattern of protective identities. Protective identities, yeah. there's, no, there's, no, there's no third entity. All there is is ego. And um, it's well, one ego. Well, yes. Right? <laughs> one ego fighting the other ego. Yeah. Or, yeah, so not accepting, whatever you... So, yeah, and I just it felt important to, oh, man, there was like another thread there, and it was like, hmm, but it, it just it went away. So um, <laughs> guess, guess maybe that's for the next interview, um, the next follow-up. Yeah. Because I'm sure we're not, because I'm sure, you know, this isn't it for us. <laughs> so it is it for today because we are past our time. <laughs> it's so all tell us. I love, you know, it's so great to Two on juicy stuff with you, Tanya, always. So absolutely. I know, Jen. I know. What a blessing um, for both of us. This is it's it's been fun, and it's been um, yeah, it's been it's just been really fun to to have this chat with you, and for you to just share your wisdom. And gosh, it's just yum, 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 yum. And you have a free gift for us: the seven steps yes. for becoming a living magnet to a wildly abundant life. It's a PDF and also a, um, what does it say here, a workshop, a webinar. So can you tell us a little yes. bit about that? Sure. Yes, I can. So you remember how earlier we were talking about um, the habit that I've integrated with to allow myself to continue to unfold or blossom forward the piece of the puzzle heaven on earth that I am? Because I really um, feel like, when we honor that, life just, everything looks like it's happening for you. Everything mm. looks like it's happening for you. And it, it really is. But to get present to the gift of what life is bringing you and to be magnetic to all those things instead of working so hard in desperation to go after them, there are some things that put us into that groove. And I realized in my life, I sort of took for granted a lot of the things that I did um, to get myself into that groove. And even in writing this document, it was driven home even more powerfully. So this document is a result of me sort of looking at these seven most crucial tools um, that I've used in my life to to live my life in flow and have just, you know, everything from meeting Oprah's people um, to, I mean, I've had so many things. This is ridiculous. I mean, I... I had uh, three flights in a row where I was moved to first class for 
no charge, you know, or, or like, I mean, there's stupid things like that. There's meeting Oprah's people. Um, there's, there's just, there's just tons of stuff. And there are, just think, it's just seven things. That's not a lot of stuff to shift. And one of them is taking that break between worlds. So we talked about that one. And another yeah. one of them is um, uh, actually taking time in the morning. There's some there's some exercises that I do in my in my mind before I go to bed. And first thing when I wake up, that kind of set my biochemistry for the day so that the magnetics that I emanate are different. It's not a head thing. It definitely is a biological shift from within because that it doesn't matter what you do with your head unless you actually get right. it in your body you don't emanate different energy you don't emanate i mean i'm saying energy you know very well that if i was just talking to you i would say photons you're you'd emanate different photon packages of light that give people different information about you so every morning and every night i do that um and there's so, you know, there's four more of them, but one one of them that's my favorite too is how do you let consciousness serve you up instead of you feeling like you have to be the general manager of the universe? So there's some stuff around that too. It's a, it's, I mean, I can't, it's invaluable to me. I mean, it's, it's, it, it's really my modus operandi that I basically said, I got to put that on paper. So. Yay. That is, I can't wait to, um, I can't wait, even though I'm very familiar and have worked with you for many, many, many moons, um, I can't wait to, to receive that as well. And I'm sure there's some new yummy stuff in there. So, yeah. you guys, if you want to sign up and grab that, receive this amazing free seven steps for becoming a living magnet to a wildly abundant life. You can receive that right below this interview. If you're on our little, our little expert page, there's a little link there that says uh, receive Jennifer's gift. And if you are joining us on iTunes or Podbean, you can find all the gifts by going to tanyapenny.com. There is a Nice little link right on that page that takes you, you don't have to opt in, it, it takes you to the page where all the all the gifts are, and you can pick and choose which whatever resonates with you. But you're definitely going to want to sign up for Jennifer's. And if you haven't, um, you will also want to receive the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint, which is my 10 keys to having a healthy body and living your life of passion and purpose with abundance and freedom. So, Jennifer, I just want to say thank you so much for just being the light in the world and shining that with us today. Well, Tanya, I'm going to say to you, just knowing you personally, I want to say thank you so much for having the courage to let love win. And I know what it takes. I'm pretty clear of what it's been taking you to go on this journey, um, all of it. And you are one courageous woman, and I'm just, ah, just, yeah, just so blessed, (laughs) truly. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm, you know, I feel the same way about you, sister. 
So yeah. <laughs> for everybody, for everybody listening, right? We Jennifer and I have, you know, we've obviously had different journeys, but they, like most people listening, they have not um, definitely have not been easy, and they have tested us. And here we are as a living testament that that anybody listening can do it too if we did it. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, they can. So, awesome, everybody. Make sure that you grab your free gifts and that you listen to all the amazing experts. Um, there's just so much wisdom and so many tools here. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who has joined us for the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint. Um, I'm Tanya Penny, your self-love catalyst, Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Coach. And my parting words um, are progress not perfection. Just keep taking those baby steps, just little actions every day, and know that in time, you too can have the healthy body and abundant life of your dreams. Bye. Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit TanyaPenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.